I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, just a quick intro to let you know about our guest this week. It's a great one. Vanessa Hines is our guest. She came and sat down with us and you might uh, know her name and you will definitely recognize her aesthetic. Vanessa Hines is a rock and roll photographer, but she's not just someone who takes photos of bands. She's a fan, a friend, and a super creative individual in her own right. She is a true artist. Vanessa is the in-house photographer for the Strombo show, House of Strombo, and has shot countless Canadian legends such as Joel Plaskett, The Sheepdogs, Mac DeMarco, Yukon Blonde, Metric, Rich O'Coin, Carly Rae Jepsen, just to name a few. By checking out her work online, you'll see the countless fashion magazine shoots she's done and more photos, um, music photos of Elvis Costello, Father John Misty, and many more. We dare you to check out her work and not get lost for hours. It's truly beautiful. When Vanessa came by to record this episode, it was clear to see how her subjects opened up to her, feeling comfortable and confident in her presence. She strikes a beautiful balance between professionalism and friendship, which makes us want to spend more time with her. Seriously. Vanessa is an essential part of the music that is being made today, capturing intimate backstage moments that our groupie dreams are made of. Vanessa is a part of our rock and roll present while capturing the moments that are making rock and roll history. Thank you so much for coming by, Vanessa. We just adore you. And as always, this episode is brought to you by electrifiedporcupine.com. Electrified Porcupine is bringing you the best in action figures, collectibles, music, wrestling, gaming, and more. Enjoy the episode. Let's get started. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Muses and Stuff podcast, also known as Muses and Stuff. <laughs> Hello, everyone out there. That's Lynx, and today with us in-house is Vanessa Hines. Hi. So for those of you who don't know who Vanessa is, well, there was that intro at the beginning there, but while she's sitting here with us, I just want to say that uh, I'm a big, big, big fan of your work. Aw, guys. It's getting to this point where I'm looking through, like, just rock and roll photos or like I'm online and I see a picture of a band and I can instantly recognize when it's uh, Vanessa Hines. I love that. That makes me so happy. That's what the goal is, to have an aesthetic that people know. So that like fills my heart. Thank you. And I was telling you earlier, um, I have friends who were so excited when I told them that you were coming on. So I think this is going to make a lot of people happy. So thank you so much. It's made us really happy. So no pressure, (laughs) no pressure on me. Oh, thank you. I love that. I'll try my best. And I love the fact that you were like, we scheduled, we rescheduled, but it just kind of shows how in demand you are right now, how busy you are just like working and um, like, I'm just happy that you're here. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for making it work. I am very happy to do this too. Yeah, so for me, I'm really curious, um, especially when we're evaluating like people in rock and roll who aren't necessarily the bands themselves, but the people that are part of that well-oiled machine, and then especially the women. um, Once I kind of found out who you were, what you were doing, I just wanted to know more. (laughs) I did see you... um, not too long ago at the Exclaim party. Oh. And I saw you. Why don't you come say hi? Well, because, <laughs> because I was on the Red Bull bus in that little air-conditioned area at the... Oh, you had all the air conditioning. The, <laughs> I had all of it. It was just... Uh, it was really strange to be on there. It's like, well, how did this happen? But we couldn't come back across the stage and down because that's when the guys with the puppets... Oh, uh, what do you mean the puppets? DJ they're not set? puppets. They're uh, they're real life creatures. <laughs> oh. Feltworth, yeah, they're a band. They're not puppets, man. Okay, so you're welcome, guys. <laughs> right, because we're not al- we're not allowed to say anything else, right? No, no more. Yeah, yeah, you're sworn sworn to secrecy okay. on that. Yeah, <laughs> just tugging at her ear. Yeah, I, d- I bet I did watch that set. Yeah, while searching for shade, and there was none. So, so I was looking out the window, and I saw you just standing <laughs> below the bus, and I was like, Vanessa, there she Aww. is. I want to go say hi, but I can't leave anywhere right now. I don't want to be knocking on the window. Yeah. I was like, as soon as the felt dudes are done playing the real you know because they're a real band yeah um, i'm gonna run down and say hello and then when that happened it was like i think maybe it's peak busiest i looked around for you i couldn't find you and i was like she's pokeroo i didn't last long because it was just a hot sweaty mess but it was fun i was and coming I to find you to bring you into the air conditioning oh man i know it's funny we had this plan that we were this is off topic but that the only area for shade was like right in front of that bus but then where the shade was it was just where the vent was that was blowing the hot no. air out of the bus so like we were kind of like <laughs> do we stand in the direct sun or do we stand in like the hot air vent in which we chose that option but it didn't last long but here we are now so it's all yeah it all worked out yeah here we are so you're this mystery yeah. woman that now uh. i get to or we get to we have the pleasure of um picking your smart intelligent beautiful brain yes oh i think okay you. so why don't you start off First question. Um, where did you grow up and were you raised in a musical family? Um, so I am from Vancouver, British Columbia, beautiful British Columbia. And um, yes, kind of. So <laughs> my dad owned a record store for a long time when I was a kid. Cool. Um, it was called Final Vinyl. And, uh, yeah. And he, well, to start, my dad was like, he's a musical guy and he was the lead singer of this Led Zeppelin cover band called Control, which is amazing. And he can still wail like plant, which is like, he says he can't, but that's not true. He can. And so, yeah, I was like constantly surrounded by music via him. So I think that's probably where I came in, but I really have to give my mom credit because, um, so my parents separated when I was a kid and my dad moved back to Ontario and I stayed with my mom and my mom was always playing like the best stuff all the time. Like 
the hip and Tom Petty and yeah. like every yeah I'm looking at this picture right behind her head but um Nirvana she listened to Nirvana so much when I was a kid so I feel like I really have to give her props because she was like playing stuff all the time but then yeah my dad would take me to concerts and like that was sort of our bonding like when I would come to Ontario he would take me to like Edgefest or you know all of those things so I know I know and I think I don't know if it's making resurgence but anyways yeah so um both of them are actually pretty musical in that way so I think I kind of just that's always been in my like peripheral you know or something I loved so it makes sense that that's where I ended up well uh do you happen to remember the first concert that maybe your father took you to well I know, I saw this question I was thinking about. I honest to God think my first concert was New Kids on the Block. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Mine was Backstreet Boys. Oh, I mean, so that's like, maybe we're a couple years apart because mm-hmm. the New Kids were sort of like the Backstreet Boys of that era. 100%. Yeah, so I, I think that was my first concert. I mean, I probably could be, I could be wrong, but I did that. First one that like stuck out in your... <laughs> it's funny because I have like no visual, like I can't picture that concert in my brain, but I do remember having a Hang and Tough t-shirt, uh. which I hope... <laughs> still exists somewhere so there was that yeah I had new kids on the block um bed sheets oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah and pillowcases with their faces on them yeah my little brother and I had gotten a tape as a gift or somebody was like we don't want this anymore here you go and it was kind of it seemed like a bit of a tour documentary but it had their music videos and my little brother and I would watch it and he'd be like I'm Donnie I'm Donnie and he would (laughs) never let me be Donnie oh my gosh Um, I remember there was multiples of those VHS's and they were almost like they'd have like music videos kind of they'd be like in the gym like working out and stuff (laughs) and uh, can I say whatever I want on yeah, the show? Yeah. Or like whatever. But I remember as I got older, me and my friends would get stoned and watch them and we would think they were so oh, funny. Yeah. And there was one where they were just like in the gym, like working out and singing the lyrics to their songs. And it was just like the best like thing to watch when you were high. <laughs> yeah. And then the same thing with like Backstreet Boys videos, especially like their first two. But you can because you can tell that they're looking around like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, they still have the like, startled into look. It. Yeah. 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 It's really nice to go back and just feel super nostalgic about those. I have a whole, I brought them into another room, but I have a whole box of VHSs that we want to go make into DVDs. And one of them is just one tape of everything on TV of Backstreet Boys. So yeah, any it's concerts. Nice. It's nice seeing them unpolished. I yeah, guess. I would like to see that. If you make that, send it my way. <laughs> I will. Yeah. How about your best concert? Is there? It's hard to choose. I it's know. so hard to choose. I like, I can't possibly choose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because there's some that are just like are so in a moment, you know, where you really like remember them. But I, I can't say. I mean, I'm so like privileged because of working on like the Strombo show too that I sit in a living room and watch the most incredible people like sit in front mm-hmm. of me with like either nobody like but the people that work there or like the 80 people that can fit in George's living room and it's crazy like watching Charles Bradley like a few feet in front of you just like sweating like crazy and singing his heart out with just a guy playing guitar it's like yeah all the time I'm like what is happening one yeah. magical moment after another yeah totally but I'll think maybe if it pops into my brain later I'll be like aha that's right. incredible mm-hmm. um not new kids on the block though that wasn't yeah. the best one yeah sorry well now I'm thinking about like if I had to answer that and before like two nights ago you know I don't know what I would have said but I'm still high off of Bob Dylan the adrenaline rush of being so close without that barricade, it was that same moment of looking around at my friend being like, is this happening? And because there is no photography, if she hadn't have been there with me, I don't know if I would have believed it myself. Yeah. But you kind of went into, which is good, the next thing that we were going to ask oh, was... Oh, you know what, though? I the... think I might have thought of it. Oh, wow. I think I... Or not thought of it, but like I will have to say that because we were talking about this earlier, prints. Oh, Only yeah. because... I think sometimes you don't understand like the power of someone until you see them live like and you can sort of know their catalog or know their like history but until you see them actually in front of you doing that and he is the most like he was the most talented guy ever and his guitar playing is unbelievable and I think I kind of didn't know that in a weird way even though I had seen videos and stuff. 
you've got mail. <laughs> um, yeah, like watching him live was insane. And there was one point where like, so he plays two shows, you saw like, mm-hmm. as you know, but one is kind of like the beginning is, or the first show is kind of like the band for the band set. And the second one, he plays all the hits. And I swear he played for like three hours at one point. He's just like, I've got so many hits. And we were just laughing <laughs> so hard. He said that. He yeah. Like, I could go all night. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this man doesn't stop. So yeah. it was like, that was probably one of the most memorable things yeah, I've he seen. He kept doing like medleys where you put them together because there's just so many to get through yeah and then uh, also the caliber of the musicians that he surrounds himself with which were like those badass amazing women yes. too which is so so cool that he does that but even watching them like just take his cues and go off his riffs like I'm sure they kind of weren't working off a like a sort of structured set mm-hmm. list in a way where he'd just go into one song and you're like that type of musicianship was insane so anyways I will say Prince right now hell so of an answer yeah well, yeah um, we were just gonna our, one of our questions was just gonna start like uh, just bragging about you and everybody who you photographed Ooh. from Elvis Costello Father John Misty Mac DeMarco um, Peaches The Kills um, and it would have been insane to ask you who your favorite artist to shoot was but it was just some of those memorable moments yeah um, who my favorite I have so many people that are my favorite but um keep going i don't oh, yeah, know i just yeah. ended up skipping a question but we'll just oh, go, okay. back, we'll to go back to it and th- through the process of editing you can take out we don't edit oh you don't oh that's only amazing if only if it's absolutely like requested oh no um, i like oh, this yeah, yeah. okay yeah, sorry it's just real like it's just a conversation and yeah these two lovely ladies are making like a face like maybe we thought we should go back to something so I no, interrupted just... them but yeah no Lings is like Shanti you <laughs> missed number three and skipped to six there is no um, we're like Prince we're not working oops. off of a set like set list we're just going for it um I don't that question is so impossible to answer yeah. because like I've been this so weird to use this word but I've been like so blessed to be in the room with so many amazing people it's like absolutely insane and I will say that I never I don't really get weird about people like I I'm keep my cool pretty well but Elvis Costello is probably one of my favorite musicians ever like Mm -hmm. I love him so much and he is so important to me and my dad we would listen to him all the time and yeah my aim of my aim is true is one of my favorite records he's Mm -hmm. me and so when he walked in the room I was just like this is not happening and I think I just like stared at him the entire time like I don't even think I took that many photos because I was just like so he would have to be on a memorable list um I photographed Sharon Jones uh right before Squamish and she was really incredible because it was like literally right before she walked on stage and she had such a like stoic present like stoic strong presence like she's incredibly strong woman um and so she kind of was just like, I went up to her. She knew I was taking her picture, but she's like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Not like in a mean way. She's just like, what do you want me to do? I was like, uh, just stand right there. Look out that way. She's like, okay. And then I think I took like three pictures. So then I was like, thank you. And she's like, I don't usually let, I don't usually let people take my picture before I go on stage because I'm like thinking. And I was like, okay. Or like she was just sort of like processing what was about to happen. And I don't know. It was like such an amazing moment just sort of watching her right before she went and did her thing. She's yeah. such a powerhouse. But I can't, yeah, I can't pick a favorite. Ah, they're like, all, everyone is amazing. I love everyone. Um, I have a really beautiful Elvis Costello story. Um, when Diana Krall and him tour, I think they tour at different times so that as a family they can tour together. Yeah. And one time before... Are they together? Yeah, they're married. They're married. One cool. time before <laughs> uh, one of Diana Krall's shows, um, we hadn't opened the theater yet, and... Elvis came out with their son yeah. and went to the piano and they were he was like teaching his son how to play white stripes uh like seven nation army on the so piano cool. and they were just of having course. this beautiful little moment together on stage and it was so it was so lovely uh, of course he did he's probably like the coolest dad and also Diana Krall has been in the house too and she like She'll just casually say, of course, because it's her husband. But she'll be like, and then Elvis. And every time I was like, (gasps) (laughs) like, you know, like she's talking about Elvis Costello. This is crazy. But yeah, he was like so cool and so chill. And like one of my favorite things to do is look up old Elvis Costello like performances from like the 70s or like any of his songs. And 
He's like a freaking legend, man. He's so cool. So just it watching him. It is a him. good time for rock and roll. The people who are like, oh, man, I was born in the wrong generation. Or I was born. It's like, no. We no have all. Like, I mean, besides losing a lot of our greats in 2016, um, it is a good time for music. Yeah, and, of course. And you know that. And you're documenting it. And yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing time for music. People are creating some of the most incredible things right now. And in the face of like a really insane world, I think that's a lot of people's outlets. So we're hearing <sighs> a lot yeah. and seeing a lot. And yeah, music is really incredibly important right now, for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to go off because what we were just discussing goes yeah. with a question that cool. isn't in the order. <laughs> no so, order, man. Yes. Well, as you were talking about, there seems to be this very uh, deep level of trust between the photographer and the artist, and we get the impression that you cultivate and foster strong relationships with your clients. Um, Have you always um, had that quality to put people at ease? Um, And is there a line between a professional and and personal relationships, or is this the kind of industry where professional jobs can turn into friendships or friendships turn into jobs? Yeah. Um, I think like when I started photography, I started in high school and, um, some of my closest friends who are still in the band, they weren't called this at the time, but they're in the band said the whale who are like killing it. So Ben and Tyler went to high school with. Yeah, they really are. Did Uh, Papa John Misty open for them? No. Years and years and years ago. I don't know. Because Father John Misty opened for a whale band. And I don't know if it was Said the Whale. I don't think it was Whale Tooth. Those are the only whale bands that I know. But Father John Misty in 2012 opened in Toronto for a whale band. We'll have to ask. I have to ask that question. That would be insane. Um, Yeah. But they, Ben and Tyler had always been like making music. And uh, well, there was a couple other bands around at that time that have all gone through different inceptions. But so I was kind of like the photographer to their to their you know music making endeavors so I think that was like my first taste of like starting with someone from the beginning and kind of like growing with them and them always kind of like calling on you and you like creating an image together and some of the people that I photograph consistently now they all started as professional relationships and are now some of my closest friends like Hannah or Hannah Georges or Carly or um, even George Strombolopoulos you know like you start with these people where you're just like have this seed of like, I want to take your picture. We should work together sometime. And you sort of create this bond and dynamic and it kind of like continues throughout time, you know? And so, yeah. And it's really important for me to be in a position where people really trust me because I think you're in a really vulnerable place when you're in front of a camera, you know, and you have to know that the person on the other end has your best interest at heart. So these people really like, um, trust me to do them justice and sort of, I don't know, be a fly on the wall for a lot of things, which is such a huge honor. So it is yeah. a very personal profession. Yeah, a hundred percent. And photography can be really deceiving and manipulative at the same time. And, you know, um, it takes a lot for someone to let you into their space and sort of do them justice, I think, and know that they're going to sort of be true to you or bring something out in you that you want to see and yeah and especially for musicians it's a bit of a necessary evil sometimes a lot of people I work with aren't like don't love having that done so to sort of convince someone like Mm -hmm. hey it's cool we can do this and yeah which people might not know because I think maybe to your just to your average music listener they might think well these people got into this profession they want to be the center of attention they want to be up front in front of people they want to have but we've noticed too that um, people musicians artists can be quite private 100% And and people also mistake that energy for like something ego driven and a lot of the time I think it's more insecurity driven more than anything and I've learned that a lot by like at first taking things personally by the way people react to me and then really realizing that it's just sort of like people being self-conscious and sort of not knowing how to like react to you and figuring out how to make that work yeah but I don't think a lot of people people do like the limelight but a lot of people don't and you would be surprised at the people who don't via like what you see out there in the world that it could be like a little misleading but yeah. Totally. Yep. <sighs> okay. Um, oh, who is or are some of your favorite photographers, rock and roll or otherwise? I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, so hard. Yeah. Um, 
I like so many of the classics that are really obvious, so I'm not going to say those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, even, like, Annie's, like, earlier photos, though, like, are so insanely amazing, like, her rock and roll photos, and she kind of is, like, kind of a pioneer in that way, and I love that she's a woman, and she was, like, photographing some of the biggest bands at the time that weren't the biggest bands at the time then. Like, some of her beginning photos of, like, the Rolling Stones are insanely amazing, and... Yeah, I love her. Um, and when I was in school, I really loved this guy, Mario Testino, when I was in high school. And he shoots a lot of, like... Um, oh, yeah, he's great. Vanity Fair covers yeah. and stuff. And he's more, like, fashion-oriented, but he had a lot of really, like, personalized photos of celebrities that were very, like, in the same vein. If you can tell, they let um, him into their space and really trust him. But because everyone mostly knows those people, I'm going to shout out some people that maybe people don't know already. And there's some amazing people in Toronto right now that are, like, killing it. And okay. I love so much. And there's this girl named Amanda Fotes. And she documents, like, the punk music scene in Toronto or, like, music scene in general. Um, and she shoots a lot of insanely amazing photos. Like, she shoots Pup a lot. Um, and she just, Pretty like, cool. yeah, she really gets in there. And her photos are so, so good. Like, I bow down to her. I think she's, like, absolutely incredible. Um, and, uh, there's another guy in Toronto named Devin Little and he shoots a lot of music stuff and he has a really beautiful, um, perspective that is just very different and sort of like gentle and interesting. And I like love him so much. Uh, yeah. So those two check those two out. Another amazing photographer that a lot of people might not realize is Linda McCartney. Oh yeah. And it's I think true. a lot of people think probably if they've seen her photos that it was through like the connection of her husband Paul that she got to shoot all these amazing musicians, but she was actually an accomplished photographer well before she met Paul. Yeah, and her photos are incredible. Yeah, yeah I love her. There are a lot of like, especially because we're on the like this theme of this podcast is mm-hmm. amazing women. There are so many incredible music, like women photographing the music scene. Um, Autumn DeWild, Lauren Dukoff, those are two really amazing photographers. Um, this other girl, CJ Harvey, that's I think she's based out of Brooklyn, um, but she also photographs sort of like the music scene in general, and her photographs are like so raw and really like takes you sort of like behind the scenes of a lot of stuff, and she is absolutely incredible. So. I think it's nice to do to be seeing a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff because as we were saying earlier, how venues and places seem to be getting stricter and stricter mm-hmm. and um, to be able to get a little bit of um, a glimpse into the private life in the days when there are locks yeah. and backstage doors. <laughs> it does it does make you feel more connected to the band to to be able to see your photographs yeah. and um, like see through your eyes yeah thank you I mean I love doing it I see people like you see a lot of really cool things it kind of goes back to the perspective of like that um you might have a preconceived notion of what you think people are like or what they're doing or that they're like want the limelight or super confident and I don't like seeing people's before rituals are amazing like um I don't want to shout anyone out to make them feel like embarrassed but I see people that are like you know you'll see them on stage and they're like the most explosive like rapper and they like command the room and beforehand they're like almost like lying in the ground in the fetal position just like trying to keep their shit together because they're like so nervous before they do their thing or you know yeah Carly just did um Carly Carly Ray Ray Jepsen Jepsen. sorry I should I shouldn't say that like it's so informal but um she I I don't say her full I don't say her full name when I talk to her but yeah um she (laughs) yeah hey Carly Ray Jepsen (laughs) Um, she just played with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra in Toronto and I've honest to God never seen a person like happier more excited before they went in on stage like she was literally like this like bouncing ball and she was like crying and laughing and like all these things because she was just so excited to like go perform for people and I think probably no matter how many times you do it there's probably a level of like not keeping your cool and just being like 
you know, like not treating it like it's just so everyday and whatever, yeah. you know, and really like being so excited and grateful and all those things. So it's so amazing to watch people in that zone. Yeah, it's great. She like hasn't lost that. It's not routine to her. It's still something magical. Yeah. And I mean, oh, like speaking of like, because Massey Hall, we were talking about that before. Um, every year I photograph that Dream Serenade event, which mm-hmm. um, the lovely Hayden puts on um, in support of the Beverly School and all these amazing bands come out and play. And Massey Hall is such a legendary venue for so many people. Like it's an honor for people to play that. And I've watched the musicians backstage who have never played that show before and like about to go on and be genuinely like nervous or just have this energy about them because it is that space. And you're like, well, but you've played like the Air Canada Center or in Mm -hmm. front of like tens of thousands of people and just seeing people be like, you know, a little bit frazzled. It's so cool. You're like, yeah, I, I think, love that. I think Massey's sort of like an ultimate goal for a yeah. lot of musicians. A lot of the times when people perform there, um, they actually will say on stage, like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. And that's so, like, special, you know? It's not like people don't take a lot of that stuff for granted, you know? Yeah. It's sort of like this milestone. So I love being the person that can kind of, like, watch that or try to capture that and sort of show people the, like, reality of it. Awesome. Cool. Well, you might have s- sort of answered that in this next question. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's no, it's great. It yeah, happens naturally. It's like this is what we want to be exactly. Talking about, so it's good. So I was gonna ask, um, like, what are some of your favorite things about your job? Which is probably what you just said. <laughs> and how about some of the uh, the most difficult things? Um. Well. Man, my job is amazing, and every day I think that and never take it for granted. And when I call it work, it's, like, almost kind of laughable. Like, it is a job, and there are hard elements about it, and I work very hard, but, like, it's amazing, and it shows Congratulations that. Thank on you. that. You're it's living really, the dream. Yeah, it's really inspiring to see somebody, like, really living um, every single day, like... Thank that, you. Uh, living in their passion. Yeah, 100%. Their I have this, like... Um, very vivid memory of so I took photography in high school and there were a lot of really talented people in my class that like loved doing it Um, and I remember speaking to this one girl who was like really amazing at it in class and asking her if she was going to pursue it after school and I remember her telling me that she wasn't allowed to like she had a very strict family and she had to go to university and study like science or something and I remember like my heart really broke for her and I still like think about it now because I'm like I can't imagine being in the position where I couldn't make my own choices of doing that and not everyone like I don't want to sound like arrogant because not everyone gets to like live this way where they get to make these kind of decisions or Mm -hmm. follow this path, you know, and a lot of people have other pressures in their life. I'm really lucky that my family is like super supportive or, you know, or just like go do your thing, but um, not everyone has that luxury. So um, I'm super grateful for that. But I, I highly recommend like doing what you want to do and living your passion because nothing will be more gratifying. Like every single day I like, have these moments like I got home from a shoot last night and I was just like what as if that's my job you know and yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of these magic is real moments yeah like, 100%. especially since this podcast has started because you set your mind to something and that's what the beginning of the show is it's like women who went after what or who they wanted and mm-hmm. it's just setting your mind on the school and then realizing like I can, I can do that it. and as long as like your intentions are like kind and you just want to like share your talent but you also want to like share in the success of other people and build and everybody building each other up then a hundred percent yeah I love that mentality too I mean like for me there's no I don't ever really feel like competitive I just want to like lift people up because I feel like there's no point and I am like even the people I mentioned you know that are like a lot of them are my peers like Amanda or Devin or people like that like I'm so inspired by looking at things that they produce, even though we kind of are all in the same like line of, you know, doing photographing similar people or being in the same vibe. Like I love sort of being supportive of that. So yeah. And you're all different artists. You all have a different way of shooting and a different vision. But like I collaborate with people on the daily, like even these musicians are like, everyone's just like trying to do their thing. And it's so cool to watch everyone just like sort of have what's in their brain or heart and trying to like project it out there. Like we're all kind of in it together. So there's sort of this like camaraderie, you know, like photographing musicians. I feel like they're on the same page as me. They're just like doing it in their own, their different outlet. But yeah, that's it. And it's like finding your spot in the rock and roll world and the rock and roll 
rock and roll roll is great because you realize, oh, we're all creative people, we're all like-minded, but you can't just have a photographer because then, or you can't just have a band, or you can't just yeah. have, you yeah. know, like it's a whole support it's a system. Whole, yeah, we're like a little unit, and I'm not very musically like inclined. I like tried to play guitar a little bit, and in my head, I would be like. If I could, I'd be like in the Queens of the Stone Age or something. Like if I could project a fantasy life. But um, yeah, I just was never like musically inclined. But I was so in love with that world. Like I would go to concerts all the time and look at music magazines and like live, breathe, eat, sleep, like all that stuff. So photography was like my way to be part of that world with actually like without actually being a musician myself. So it's it's so cool man so how's the um like making your own scheduling how is it working on like a musician's um time i guess is there any like do you ever you ever feel burnt out or tired or do you make sure to like take your rest when you need it take a vacation when you need it um no i don't feel burnt out like a lot of what i do is like cultivating my own or like making my own projects or sort of seeking things out on my own that are like passion driven, not necessarily financially driven sometimes. Um, so no, it's just like things in my brain that I want to get out or do or create or collaborate with people. So no, like I honestly don't feel like burnt out. I just do it. Would you ever consider being like a tour photographer and going on the road with a band? Yeah, I've done it like in little spurts um, with different friends and stuff like that. And I do really like it. It's not as, it's not, um, it's not as visually, like a lot, there's a lot of breaks. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of chill, like people like chill and they want to do their own thing. And they want to like, sometimes if it's like a band that's together all the time, maybe they want to be a bit like separated at times. So, you know, I've gone into situations where I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to like get the visual dirt and then like no one's hanging out with each other or they're just like on their cell phones or whatever but um yeah no I yeah I would I would for sure um especially in this I'm in this phase where I'm like I gotta do it all now before I don't want to do it and before I like have real responsibilities or something I feel like I'm free right now to just be like a teenager in my mind but um yeah there'll probably be a point where I'm like oh I really just want to sleep in a real bed and yeah yeah all those things but yeah I would definitely do more of it if I had the opportunity I was um just speaking about like just shooting bands and being around them and hanging around with them I follow Yukon Blonde on Instagram and I saw that um Jeff had posted a photo of himself but he was holding a camera but it was shot by you and he said and this photo is by the incomparably talented Vanessa Hines those are my buddies yeah they're just they're so wonderful and um but it's just so nice to see too like how you balance like professionalism with fun and just you have to make it fun um yeah, I mean, like, that's how you, like, create a comfortable space for people, though. And, like, all these people, I always wonder if people think, like, oh, you get these opportunities because you're friends with people. And I'm like, no, I'm friends with these people because we've, like, done these things together and now, like, created this relationship. And, um, yeah, I love being in that position. That's where I'm going after I chat with you guys is to go in the studio with them because they're finishing up their record. But, yeah, they're amazing. I love... I love everybody and everything. <laughs> That's amazing. Good. Good. Guys, life is so nice. Isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You really got to think about oh, that. Oh, it is. All but right. you know what? I thought about um, a good negative maybe that mm-hmm. I can say is that um, my negative sometimes is me because it is really up to me to like um, – cultivate a lot of my work or put myself in a position or ask questions or really like put yourself out there for things and sometimes I get in my own way or in my own head of being like afraid to do something or afraid to ask or you know I I want sometimes my detriment I want everyone to like like me or not feel like I'm in people's way or space or anything like that or bothersome and I think sometimes I maybe miss an opportunity to do something because I'm like oh I didn't want to like piss them off or I didn't want to like you know especially people I don't know as well and sometimes I'm just like want to like shake myself out of that headspace you know so 
Well, maybe the next time that you feel that, and I know what that feeling feels like in your chest and in your throat. And yeah, you're like, I don't want to be a bother. It has to do with like saying something or yeah, speaking yeah. something or asking for something. You can kind of check in with yourself and go, mm, I told myself that if this comes up again, then I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And we all, and um, a no is free. Yes, exactly. Is what we like to say yeah. is um, there's there's no harm in asking and yeah, that's my number one. Like now, it's my number one rule of like the worst someone's gonna say, the worst thing you're gonna hear is no, yeah. and at least then you know you tried, you know, and then exactly. you can walk away being like, well, and not in your head like, what if? And I've been really successful in that way, and I've also failed in that way before, and I'm like, that's okay because I know that. I did my best. But at the beginning, I would get in my way, my own head so much that I would let myself get in the way. So don't do that. Just ask. So we've talked about some of the amazing artists that you have been able to shoot. Uh, Who's on your list of performers that you're hoping to shoot eventually? Oh, man. There's so many people. I want to put it out there in the universe. I know. I love that that you just said it because I love that phrase. If you project it, it will come. Um, I had Bob Dylan on my vision board, and I don't know why. Um, I just had like a little picture of him that I just I just found the other day, and I just put it there, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna like materialize. It's Bob Dylan. Yeah. And then when I was standing in front, not to like keep going, like I mean to like brag about it, but oh my god, like I said, I'm still paralyzed from what happened. But it's crazy that I was looking at Bob on this vision board for probably three months. And then when he was up in front of me, I was like, is there a connection here? Did I I do this? You might. Or like maybe there's some kind of like energy that exists between you and that, like you and Bob Dylan that you don't even know about yet. Like maybe it's like something else in the ether that will. I wore my most beautiful dress for him. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to look like an angel. I'm sure. I'm sure he saw you. You know, you put it out there. You know, it's amazing. When I saw Bob Dylan, he like, he kept walking off to the side of the stage and there was like this like statue of like a head, a like a bust or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that was it. And we had all these, like, we were trying to think of all these theories about what was going on, like, if he would go back there, but he just had, like, goldfish in the head of that, and he would, like, eat <laughs> one, and that was his, like, secret power, like, what would keep him going. But maybe, you never know, like, maybe you put something out there. But sure, I would happily photograph Bob Dylan. I would happily photograph Patti Smith. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, cheese. Um, but, you know, I'll put out my guilty pleasure into the world. And I have been in his presence before. And I did make him laugh. I always say this. But I would love to photograph Drake. I love Drake Yay. so much. <laughs> and um, I think he would just be, yeah, he would be at the top of my list. Don't don't judge me, world. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, we're the same age range. We still had a vision and, you know, we went for it. And he's just doing his thing. But. I really love Drake. I would love to like, but also maybe like not even just a portrait, but just like follow Drake for a day and see what's up. Like, what does he actually do? But when I met him, he was a friggin' sweetheart and I would happily hang with him again. But maybe Patti Smith first. Universe, (laughs) are you listening? Universe, are you there? Yeah, Patti Smith, please. Send her to me. Yeah. All right, where do we want to go? Oh, okay. Well, where do you see yourself in... Five years? <laughs> ten years? Do you think uh, ahead like that? Um, no. I haven't either until <laughs> I don't recently. Know. I thought. I do when people ask me like life questions mm-hmm. like about my like plans for procreation or something. I don't know. But yeah. Do you plan on being in the city? I, do you want to be on a farm? I don't know. Italy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, all those are all these are really good suggestions. On a yacht. Yeah, I will take any of them. Okay. No, I don't know. I want to still be doing this, but like more. Like I just want more and more and more, and to like just yeah keep going. But I don't. I don't know. I don't really project in that way because I feel like if you plan too much, you like plan yourself into like a corner or something like I even feel like that way about taking photos you know like when people like really plan out their vision and their ideas and exactly what they want to do and I feel like if you do that you're just like not letting yourself be open to like other things that come up or come through or yeah and I feel like I'm a little bit of a, like the universe has a plan kind of person or they're gonna Me like too. present things to you so mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm open to like multiple paths but Still taking pictures. Hopefully taking, have taken a photo of Drake by then. I'm or sure. Patty Smith. I'm positive it's going to happen. Yeah. I can see it. 
yeah, you should, guys should just have like another microphone that's just like for projecting things into the universe <laughs> that people want, and they'll just like whisper them into it every now and then, and they'll be like beamed, beamed up. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. same. Okay. We're on that same wavelength. Absolutely. So for all the fellow photographers out there or budding photographers who are curious, uh, do you have a favorite camera or gear that you like to shoot with? Or is it a secret? No, no secrets. But I also kind of feel like the gear is a little irrelevant in a way because if you you got to have the eye or, you know, want to have the eye. So I feel like people who really no disrespect, but like really nerd out over that stuff and trying to have the best of the best or whatever. Like, I think it doesn't matter. Just like whatever you have, like use your, the tool that you have and create something and then, you know, see if that works for you and grow from there. But, um, I learned on like a 35 millimeter film camera and I still shoot with that camera so much. And I have like a Pentax six, seven that I love, but that's all like experiential. Like when I take pictures with that, like, there's like some sort of feeling with me and those those pieces it's of equipment. Be the right fit for you. Yeah, like I just like it's got like I don't know that like vibe when you're creating that you know the sound that they make the like the pull of the like yeah all of that stuff. So, but I think like don't think too hard about it. Take what you got. Do it. Photography can be like a really expensive thing too to get into, and I feel like it's a deterrent sometimes for people, or they feel limited by that. So. You can get a used, like, old camera for 100 bucks or something. Just do it. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Just do it. That was, like, with this, it was um, Googling, you know, a year ago Very how to make DIY. podcast and yeah, what but this gear is awesome. do you need. And you don't need, like, a soundproof recording studio. You got, like, your yeah. laptop and your microphone. You mm-hmm. just do it. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, about what you're doing, not what you're doing it Exactly. With. It's, so. yeah. And I, and you know, you just mentioned all of the cameras that you use and that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't know what that means, but I can think about your, I can, I can think about your style. I can, like, I can bring up to mind some images that that you've had and they have this certain vibe and this feel and this atmosphere to it. And, um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I'm so happy that, uh, that you're documenting like this time in our, in our rock and roll present because Mm -hmm. they're going to last yeah, I would. That's what I like. You know, I like to like even like I know you can't see this audience, but behind me are all these incredible photographs of like, you know, icons and have these these photos so we can be yeah, sort of a voyeur. Girls together outrageously and Tom Petty. And, Tom Petty. Yeah. So I love that. Those are like <laughs> my <sort> grandma. Of, <laughs> yeah. But but even still, that's a perfect example of like why photography is so amazing. Like that picture right there is, you know, such an amazing moment in time. So I'm happy to keep doing it. OK, final question. Describe your perfect day. Um, This sounds so hokey, but honestly, like, I mean, God, I have really bad days sometimes and I am like a mopey mope and, you know, I can get all these things, but also like every day is so awesome. I'm in that phase of my life where I'm trying to embrace that. But okay. Yesterday, for example, I would say it was a perfect day. I met up with my buddies, the Elwins, who are the loveliest <gasps> souls in the whole entire world. I so love them. So great. Matthew yeah. shot my first ever. So before Lynx came on as co-host, yeah. I have a photograph of me holding a Rickenbacker guitar just like oh, Tom that's Petty. You. I don't know why I didn't know. That's you. I've yeah, seen that picture. That's yeah. an amazing photo. Matthew just, is like a, also visually an incredible dude. I know. So Tom, like yeah, I said, so. I need somebody to recreate the Tom Petty oh, and the Heartbreakers amazing. album I've seen cover. that picture. It's so good. He shot it. He got it. Or he didn't shoot it, but he got it already all together. He found everything. He's Plus, an art he's director. super nice. And yeah. I actually met the Elmans for the first time in a Harvey's in Perry Sound. Yeah. And I was just sitting down <laughs> eating French fries like after a weekend at home. And I was just like, what band are you guys in? <laughs> and they look back and they're like, the Elwins. We're playing tomorrow night at this. <laughs> you, you should come. And I was like, okay. That's a perfect example of them. They're like the kindest yeah. souls ever. I love them so much. And I say that all the time. But so for instance, yesterday we went to do the pictures and we went down to the Esplanade. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. yeah so we were in that hood. Um and we were taking pictures and there's sort of like this basketball court there and we're taking these pics and these girls roll up that are probably like I mean they told me they're in grade four to six or something like that there's maybe 10 of them and they ended up and they were practicing they were playing music they were like putting on DJ Khaled and they were practicing their dance moves and they had these choreographed dances and it was like so amazing to watch 
And I went over to them and I like started talking to them. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're the youth. Um, they're like cheerleaders for the youth basketball team there. And they were like getting ready for this performance that's happening on July 9th, actually. Anyways. And so I was like, um, I'm photographing this band over there. And I'm just wondering if they come and like stand in the middle of you guys doing this, if that's fine. And I'll just take pictures of them and you'll like be floating around like and they're like, yeah, sure. And they were just like the sassiest little like kids, too. And their moves were like so on point they were amazing and I just was like photographing the elements while these girls were like doing these insane moves <laughs> around them and after I felt like we all just had like this kind of like religious experience of just like what is life like that was like so beautiful yeah. that these girls were just like existing around us and had no real concept like they were like what band are you in like they didn't really care about us or whatever they were just doing our thing and I was like, that was like friggin' magic, what just happened. But it was yeah, just sort of like... inspired co- you to do something. They were yeah. little muses. Yeah, but they were just like coexisting beside us and we kind of came together. And then I was like, that was perfect. So that was a good example of a perfect day. And yeah, lots of days are like that. So any day where I can create with like other amazing humans, which is really often, or talk to other amazing humans like you two ladies. Thank yeah, you. those are really nice days. So yeah. Great. Oh, I'm so happy to be on this journey all together with each other and just be having some real open dialogues and just like a great conversation and like acknowledgement and gratitude that this is what we're doing. This is the city that we live in. These are the opportunities that we get. Not take it for granted. Of course. Have yeah. a great time and then bring that and be able to share it and share these experiences with the other people who might want a little bit of something else, that little more look into the life of mm-hmm. um of course, yeah. And it's better when you do it together. Like we're like you said, we're all kind of in this like journey together. We're on sort of some kind of path that intersects with each other often and um it's so amazing when everyone can kind of like lift each other up and want to like have a dialogue about it and then And just have fun. Know? And yeah. sometimes we need that. We need a little bit of escapism. We need a little bit of cuz we've not like shied away from talking about, you know, like things are kind of crazy right now and this yeah. is what's happening, you know, in Canada, in the United States and 150 and like it's we've we've not shied away from that, but sometimes we do need to take a break from that and Absolutely. just like remember that like we need to have fun. We need to let yeah. loose. We need to just and still magical moments out there of course yeah that's really important to remember it's easy to really get caught up in the negative and it's also something that should you should be aware of and thinking of and conversations Mm -hmm. that should be have but also like then sort of take um, a step back take a step back but also maybe like put a positive contribution into the world whatever that is and Mm -hmm. I think you know these kind of things are all like make powerful impacts maybe on a little level big level but yeah good for your heart and soul yeah Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. here and doing this. We were so happy, and this was just another magical moment. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really, really like honored to do this with you guys. You are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Right back at you. Yeah. So for people who are listening now and are like, okay, I've got to go check out her style, you can find Vanessa online pretty much everywhere. So if you go into Instagram, you it's just Vanessa Hines. That's me. Right? You've got a beautiful Tumblr, websites, Facebook, um, and we'll link all of that stuff up in awesome. the show notes and include some of your beautiful photos. Thank and- you. Yeah, because it's really something special. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And just keep doing what you're doing. You too. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.